Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Cody Hoffline. He is the famous Cody Hoffline from Wholesaling Inc. You guys know him all over social media. He's been around for a long time. He's a legend of the game. He's a staple in the industry. Just a good guy. I, I've known him for years. I've been following him for years. I used the example of, uh, you know, the Atomic Habits was on my coffee table for years before I read it, but you always know about it. You always hear how great it is. I feel like that's Cody Hoffline of this podcast. You always know about him. You always hear how great he is, but I haven't had him on the podcast yet. But I actually met him at uh, Family Mastermind. Again, shout out to Matt Andrews. And I'd say the guy was just inspiring. And you can think what you want about certain people on social media, believe that people aren't the way they are, say what they say, or they don't have the success. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just see somebody get up there and things just kind of slow down. And you, I felt like you could almost see his energy. And it was so calming and so refreshing and so sincere that I was like, man, that guy has a sincerity that just really stuck out with me. And I really started following more of his stuff. And it was inspiring. You know, again, you, different things touch different places in life. But I'll tell you, listening to this last hour, so many notes. This is going to be a very hard episode for me to go through and cut out clips and find the right things to bring the best three or four takeaways. Because I think on any level, from beginning to intermediate to advanced to mindset to tactical to real estate to business to athletics, supportive spouses, whatever it might be, uh, there's something that you will get inspired by or that you'll have an aha moment of or that you will take away from this episode regardless of who are, who you are, where you are, what you do. So highly recommend listening to this whole thing and you will find value in it. So thank you so much for coming on, Cody. Check the show notes for all the ways to connect with him. And of course, the fee for having amazing people like him come on and do this podcast is to please subscribe. If you have a couple of extra seconds, go on iTunes, leave a five-star review, but that's how we keep this party going. You got to go on nicknicknick.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S, or just check any other places that you listen to your podcast or on YouTube and just search out the A-Game Podcast or Nick LaMagna and you will find us everywhere you watch and you listen. And while you're there, you're going to find us on social media. Please make sure you're connecting on social media. That's how the algorithm comes on and I will be posting clips from this episode, like every episode. And the way we continue to get guests to tell other great guests that come on is by you guys letting them know that they gave some value there. So while you're on social media, scrolling all day, every way, just click on the Facebook post, share the TikTok post, like the, the YouTube post, tag a friend, hit the share button. And it really goes a long way, especially if I'm not popping up in your feed. Now make sure on nick.com slash links. You're following my social media accounts, my real social media accounts. Message me if you're not sure if it's me. I don't know. I guess I'll respond back to jujitsu or something. But either way, there are, like you said, a lot of fake accounts out there. Or just text me directly, 516-540-5733, 516-540-5733. Whether you want to buy real estate together, sell real estate together, or find a way to partner on some level, I am open to those conversations. And of course, last but not least, if you're looking for a free checklist to bring more value to your buyers, go to nicknick.com slash bigger pockets. Thank you so much, Matt Andrews, for putting that great mastermind together. Thank you so much to Cody Hoffine for coming on today. And thank you guys so much for listening to the game podcast. Have a great day. All right. My guest today is a former insurance agent and vinyl fence salesman turned entrepreneur and real estate investor and one of the most sought after inspirational speakers and educators out there today. He is fighting 
out of Utah, but investing in many places, including Utah and Dallas. And he's a multiple Inc. 500 business owner and has founded and co-founded and owned many successful businesses and brands, including the world-famous Wholesaling Inc., Joe Homebuyer, Utah Sell Now, Texas Sell Now. And after creating his own financial freedom and personal success of helping others be able to enjoy their freedom and their time, just like he does with his family and his boats and living a legacy, he's become an expert and is now giving back by teaching others how to start and scale their real estate businesses with an outstanding track record of coaching over 3,000 students to successfully invest in real estate through the creation of things like his real estate freedom formula, his deal-closing mastery training. He is the son of a contractor, lives and breathes his core values, a father, a husband, a family mastermind brother of ours, and our guest today on the A-Game podcast. I have been a fan for a very long time. I'm very excited to have you on. Thank you so much for being here. Cody Hoffman, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, super excited to be here, Nick. I'm grateful and honored to be here, first and foremost. I thank people like you that are willing to have a voice out there to help lead and guide people to become better. So my friend, uh, as much as you just said about me, I could say the same about you because you're doing a great thing and the world needs a lot of great people like you. So thank you for having me on. I really appreciate that, man. And it's, uh, it's a really cool thing because I think there's like um, th this this interesting time in the world with social media where there's a lot of things that you can look at that are negative on social media. But I think the fact that people have their heroes and then they get to have conversations with the heroes and then your heroes become your friends and your peers, I think it's going to bring people up that rising tide level that you talk yeah. about there. Whereas there's a lot of parts of that where people tear each other down. And I found guys like you that are actually willing to come on and share their story and not hoard it or have that scarcity and mentality and talk about the real successes and the real failures. I think it's such like a massive thing that you're willing to come on and do, man, because I think growing up, you think like, well, the millionaires and the success, they don't have time for the little guy. And like, you, dude, you're, you're so easy to talk to. You're so nice to come on. So I value and appreciate people like you, and I'm very honored to come on. But for people who maybe are be living under a rock and they haven't heard your backstory a little bit, can you give them a 30,000-foot view of who you are and where you came from? Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be pretty dang easy. Let me start with this <laughs> quote that just connects with what you just said, and it's powerful. I just heard this last week, and, and it's been on my mind for like this whole entire like last week. And that's what's going wrong is always available but so is what's going right. So it's a, it's a focus. It's a mindset. What you focus on grows and you can focus on the negativity going back to that social media. Like there's so much stuff out there that's negative and bad. And you can make that a focus because you'll find it. It's there, but so is what's going right. There's a lot of good out there and mentally you got to just be prepared to find what's good. And if you, if you have the mindset saying what is going right, just ask that question every day, what is going right? Not only will you find it with your own energy, but your subconscious is going to go out there and start pointing out and bringing evidence back. And the evidence, when you bring it back, it brings confidence. And now you have this world that's fantastic we live in when other people are saying, man, what a crappy, I mean, our nation's falling apart and this and that. That's probably because they're just seeking it. Uh, the world is great. It's still a great place to live. What are we, what are we focusing on? Um, so let me go back to a little bit, 30 second recap of what you, man, you, you shared so much good stuff. In fact, as you're reading that, Mike, who's this guy he's introducing to the podcast. I this stole your thunder. Awesome. I stole your thunder. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a recap entrepreneurship has always been in my blood. My dad was an entrepreneur. He was a general contractor. He had me working with him ever since I was eight years old. No, it wasn't like child labor laws. He just bring me on the <laughs> job site. If I wanted to be there, he's like, heck yeah, be there. I love that. My mom and dad, my mom. I mean, she's the back end, right? She's the she's the one doing all the levers while my dad's the one out there doing the working, but she's the one on the back end with the accounting and all that stuff. They allowed me to go to, I mean, I, I grew up 
on the job site. I mean, they were true entrepreneurs trying to make it through life, just like I am, just like you are, just like thousands of entrepreneurs across this nation. We would bring our scooters and we'd ride in the parking lots while they're inside demoing walls and doing things like that until they were large enough to get a crew. And um, eight years old, my dad would have me in small jobs, pick up screws, things like that. And uh, as it got longer, my dad would what he's really good at was letting us, allowing us to make mistakes so that we could learn. He wouldn't get mad. He would say, hey, I need you to paint this wall. And it get to the point where we would cut in the wall without even using tape. We just learned how to master that, that painting skill. And it'd be two-tone. So the ceiling's different than the walls. And he'd say, hey, you got a little of the wall paint on the ceiling or hey, you got a little bit of the ceiling paint on the wall. And he wouldn't get mad. He'd just say, hey, can you touch that up? And he let us just learn, let us learn on the job site right there under his love and under his care. And I will always say that's one thing I've carried forward from my mom and my dad is letting us be on the job site, letting us fail our way forward, letting us learn from our mistakes. That's been probably one of the biggest characteristics of trying to bring my kids in. I have 14, I have four kids, not 14 kids, a 14 year old <laughs> down to six years old, 14 would be way too many, but four, four kids from four, well, 14 to six in those age uh, years. And I try to bring them out whenever I can. Whenever I speak, I try to bring my daughter, my son, my older two, so they can even have an opportunity to speak. They've done that at Family Mastermind. My daughter spoke at the last one and did just a fantastic job. It gives her these experiences at such a young age. So I love, I love trying to bring our next generation and get them involved. That is what sparks me up is we need leaders in this nation right now. And it's up to us right now that's in the game to start already training and teaching our kids and that generation how to become those future leaders. Man, that, that's incredible, dude. And you know, touching on family mastermind for people listening, I, I've known of you for a very long time. I've been watching for anybody in real estate knows exactly who you are, <laughs> but I, I never met you before. And I think that there's people that aren't in the games, like they, they, they look at people and I think that there's a, a lack of sincerity or they think a different way. And I, I'm a big energy guy. And when you got up there and you started talking, as much as everybody is busy in that room. It's all successful people. So you get, you know, you're looking at your phones and stuff. Everybody stopped and just gave you their attention. And there was just this moment of kind of like, yeah, like you just kind of captivated it. And I felt like you, you really resonated in touch with everybody. And it was about a quality of life thing, man. And like, that's when I was like, that's a real dude right there. Like that was a guy who was really sincere and he really like lives and breathes and does what he says. And you know, that kind of thing. I think like finding more of those people in life is huge. And then like, again, having your kid on stage and stuff like that, I think is amazing. So I, I find that interesting because if you talk to a, a beginner, they're like, man, I don't want to see this person get up and talk about like their life and their giving back and their energy. And I wish Nick would shut up about the energy, ask him how to wholesale a real estate deal. Like that's what I'm looking for. But when I tell people like Brandon Turner, if, if information was the only thing you needed, everybody would be rich and then have a six pack. And we've never had more information in our lives than we have today. And then you hear like right between your ears is really the most dangerous neighborhood in every single city and state. Yeah. So how come the advanced guys like you, the really successful people, they'll tell you that the most important thing is the mindset and the self-development and the new investors that never get off the ground. They're the ones who say they don't need that crap. And prior to us recording, I asked like, hey, man, like, what are you excited about to talk about? And we went in that direction, man. And I think that that is so important. So if you don't want to listen to me, because I'm just some idiot with a microphone, Cody Hoffine, man, why is getting your head right and having optimism and personal development the key to success? Sure. And now it wasn't always that way. That's the best part. And I think that's where you have to look back and say, okay, some of these individuals that are like, no, 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 I don't need the personal development right now. I need I need the next deal. And and to each their own. And, and, and to a point, let's, let's agree on that. And let's say, okay, let's put ourselves in their shoes. And let's go back to the point where we were in their shoes. 
I can probably say I was the same way. I came home from work one day. My wife was crying at the table. And I came home early from work. She didn't even expect me home. She's crying at the dinner table. And she is sitting there. I come tap her on the shoulder. I'm like, Wins, what's going on? And she looks up, crying obviously enough that mascara has now made that like raccoon eye look. And she's she's crying enough that she looks up. She says, this month with the little money we have left, do we pay the mortgage? Or do we put food on the table for, at that time, three of the four kids, right? Fourth wasn't born at this time. And I'm just sitting there like, no, is this happening right now? Like, she didn't make me feel like a failure. She supported me better than most wives. Like, I, I owe so much to her because she just, she supported this dream of this entrepreneurship. That day, though, I was for the looking for that deal. I wasn't looking for personal development either at that stage. I was looking for the deal. I needed money in because I didn't want to ever walk home ever again and see my wife crying like that, wondering where's money at. I wanted to be the provider. I wanted to be the one that took care of the family. And so she didn't cut me to the core. The situation cut me to the core. Two days later, I'm at a real estate investor association meeting. And this guy stands up who I've been going to these meetings. I'm not, I'm not kidding you, Nick. I've been going to these meetings for since 2010 to 2015 when I had this experience with my wife for five years, once a month, 12 months a year for five years, I'm going to these meetings. And every time someone's like, I got 15 rentals. I didn't ever think, well, I want to learn how to have 15 rentals. I'm like, Ooh, there's 15 policies I can go insure. I'm going to go <laughs> talk to this individual. Right. And so that night when I go to that real estate investor association meeting, two days after this experience with my wife, I have a new set of ears. I have a new understanding of why I'm going to this meeting. And I hear this guy that's been speaking for almost like five or six times over the past five years. And he says, I found this deal. And three days ago, I found it and I've already wholesold it off and I made $29,000. And I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, okay. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, that needs a, a policy on it. I'm going to go meet him afterwards. No, I went up and said, teach me, teach me. How do I do this? And he said something that really uh, a lot of people would take negative. I didn't. He says, Cody, you're one of the most driven individuals. If I teach you, I'm training the biggest competition in Utah. You will take over this, this market because you're just a driven individual. And I respected that. Like I wasn't mad. I literally was not mad. There wasn't one bone in me that was mad, but it made me now say, okay, I want to do this. I don't know who's going to teach me, but I'm going to figure this out. And I'm figuring out tonight. I ended up looking into uh, what was a small mom, pa company back then, which was wholesaling Inc. Tom Kroll was my original mentor. And I had to pay for this. I got on the call and he says, yeah, it's going to be X amount of dollars to join the program. And I'm like, Hey, just so you know, I'm committed. You're going to be like, no, you're not. Cause you're not paying right now. I physically have to get on the computer right now. I'm ordering a credit card. Cause I don't have enough money. I'm going to get a 0% interest credit card. I will call you back as soon as that process is. I don't know what the process looks like, but as soon as it hits my mailbox, I will call you and I'll put my first X amount of dollars on this credit card to buy your coaching. He says, awesome. Call me back. And so X amount of days, five, five, six days later, I call him back and I signed up 39 days later. I do my first deal for $24,000. And that was it. Now, fast forward, why is it so important? Because instantly I wanted to scale. It's, it's, it's probably John Maxwell at his finest. He's like, don't show me your dreams, show me your teams. Cause you can accomplish any dream when you have the right team. Right. And I've always wanted to build a, a team. I didn't want to do the one that wears all the hats and burns out. You always hear these investors like, ah, after three years, I just, man, I got fed up with it. And I'm like, fed up with what? Fed up with real estate or fed up with doing everything for three years. I didn't want to ever want to get to that burnout. I saw it way too much. 
So I started hiring as fast as I could. When I, I'm always hiring. Still today, I'm always hiring. I'm always looking for someone to replace someone that may not be, that might be the lowest tier in our, in our operation. And we're always top grading. We're always finding better talent to always come in and, and make our, our business better. But I needed the team. Now, I was a C leader back then. 2016, I hired my first acquisition manager. And uh, after a couple months, it, it goes like south. It's just not great. And I can get mad because natural human instinct would say, man, this whole thing's garbage. Hiring people, it's like impossible to find great talent. Oh my gosh, this guy is awful. What an awful hire. But I didn't. I was smart enough to listen to the greats like Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, Darren Hardy, all the great people that say, if you have a bad hire, be willing to also be the leader that looks in the mirror and says, it's probably because you're a bad leader. And that's what I did. I knew I was a C caliber leader and I got a C caliber acquisition manager. So I needed to work on myself and I listened to, it wasn't coincidence that during that time I listened to Compound Effect, Darren Hardy. And he talks about writing that 40 page document on who my wife's going to look like and be like, and she's going to like doing this. And he starts going on this journey to find this wife. He meets Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn's like, you can have whatever you want if you become the person that's worthy of the thing that you want. And so he's like, oh my gosh, I did this wrong. I got to write a 40 page document on what that woman's looking in a husband, become that person. And I will instantly find this wife. So he does, he writes this document, works on that, becomes that person. And he says within a few years, it's eerie how close this woman lined up to his original 40 page document of what he was looking for in a wife. We have to become rarely does a man or a woman's income exceed the level of their personal development. We have to become better individuals and the business just simply follows. Man, there's so many great nuggets in there that we could go on probably an hour tangent on each one of those little pieces in there. <laughs> but I, th I think you're a great person to see where these things fall because you started wholesaling. Inc. A lot of it is people's first deal, but then a lot of the other things you're, inv you're invested in, like Family Mess, you see these people that are doing hundreds of deals, some of them, who knows, a month or whatever it might be. But I see the conversations changing. So the conversations change, but I'm a big believer. So you were talking about the white belt mentality and always being a student. And I love that. And I think when people first get started, I tell them like, Hey, if this is your first step into like mentorship and you really want to be an entrepreneur on any level, this is the first journey up a very high mountain. Like it's never going to yeah. stop. Don't think like I'm going to take one thing and now I'm good for life because that's just not how it goes. Like you hit that plateau and then you go, well, I, I hit this goal, but I didn't know that there was even that goal up there to hit. Like I didn't know there was guys like Cody out there and it starts to go, but back to the jujitsu thing, I'm a big jujitsu guy. Somebody said yesterday, the hardest belt to get, everybody assumes, is the black belt. But the hardest belt to get is really the white belt because you have to walk in the door, you have to start, and most people don't. So being that you've worked with so many people who have started and then so many people that have just killed it, what are you seeing, especially on the real estate side, that's a differential from the people that call you up and have the conversation like you had with Tom Kroll and go and they make a bunch of money and change their life? Or the very high number of people that go back to just doing what they're doing and they never get to that first deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, initially, I love what you just said, right? The other way of saying what that jujitsu belt was the heaviest weight in the gym is the front door, right? <laughs> you just got to build the habit. You just got to build the habit. And it, how do we build tiny habits and stack small habits so that you can get daily wins? Wholesaling Inc. 2016 comes around. I end up being 50% owner. Me and Tom from there blew up Wholesaling Inc. The reason why that program works so well, and I don't, I, when I say this, I don't have an arrogance behind that. And so I have to be cautious how I said that it's not, oh man, I had, oh, we're the greatest coaching company. No, but I, I sincerely, when I say why that company works so well and why it blessed so many people's lives is because 
me and Tom took the time to break down how to do a deal as fast as possible in the most simple habit stacking ways. Meaning we didn't just turn on a microphone and say, blah, 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 and just start talking about real estate. It was today's day one. Here's the action. Go take the action. Then they'd go do it. And at the end of the day, even though it's like, oh, I want, I want, that's too easy. Like I'm done. I did it in 15 minutes. Awesome. See you tomorrow. Today's day two. Here's the action. Go do it. Today's day three. Here's the action. Go do it. And it was just bite-sized wins because building confidence and doing deals is only a, a matter of stacking wins. So how do we make sure every student won, even though it was simplistic, it was easy, and they probably could have handled two or three actions in one day. No, we didn't want to lose the person that maybe couldn't handle two or three wins in a day. We just wanted to keep it simple, keep it vanilla. Here it is. You get one action. It's going to be taking 15 minutes to 30 minutes to accomplish this. But today was a win. You open the door to the gym. You don't need to do the workout. Go walk around for two minutes. Go see what it feels like. Go see what the territory looks like. Walk back out of the gym. But what in like athletes, they go to the gym. So you're creating that habit, right? Going back to one of my favorite books is Atomic Habits. And he talks about the identity. You got to become the, the athlete or the investor for our case, right? What does an investor do? An investor makes X amount of phone calls a day. And that way you're not, you're not thinking about, okay, I need a deal. And you're attaching yourself to the goal, the goal, the goal, the goal. I think it's great to have goals, but it's just to check in and see if you're moving any closer to it. But really what we should be focusing on are what are the small daily habits that we must do before our head hits the pillow. And if we do those small daily habits, the goal just takes care of itself. I love that, man. And uh, Atomic Habits is an interesting one because I, I, com I compounded that basically with another book called The Mountain Is You, or it might be called You Are The Mountain, but another okay. book that uh, my friend Sonia Ray sent to me. And I, I learned about self-sabotage there a little bit, and it talked about how you fall back to your baseline. And then basically, like, you're designed, like, chemically engineered in your DNA to go back and to always go back to what keeps you safe. And it was like, well, that's a bummer. Like if I'm fighting against 40 generations of like this lineage, like how do I get off the couch and stop watching Netflix? And then Atomic Habits was there. And it was like the cool thing about you or the mountain. It was like, you're going to fall back to your baseline, but you can change your baseline in four weeks versus 40 or 50 years. But those four weeks are going to suck so bad. That's where Atomic Habits came in. So I kind of paired them together. And it was really like an exciting way. And that book had been on my coffee table for probably six, seven years, dude. And then I finally was like, the time is right. And I read it. And it's like you said, the even the stuff. My buddy fought for the UFC title, defended his UFC title last weekend. And when people are like, man, like he's on pay-per-view, he's in movies, he's doing this. I tell people that where they are today is a recipe of every decision they've made in their life. The small ones, those little daily decisions so he's never like, hey, man, it was this that got me the championship. It was every meal, every run, every small decision there. So I love what you're saying about building those habits because I like the quote you gave about how evidence breeds confidence. I've never heard it said like that, but those small wins will build those confidence. It's those little games that you win over and over again that win championships. So That's exactly I think that, right. that was money, dude. That was awesome. Exactly. Right. And James Clear says every time you do that, you're casting a vote of becoming that person. Like you're casting a vote. Even though I went to the gym for two minutes, I just casted a vote for being an athlete because athletes go to the gym. And then pretty soon you go, you go from two minutes to five minutes and then five minutes to 10 minutes. And pretty soon you're like, well, I'm here. I got to do a 45 minute workout because that's what athletes do. And every time you do that, you cast a vote. And now you're investing into the identity versus the goal. The goal is if, if Steph Curry, who I would say arguably is the number one three-point shooter in the history of the game and will probably hold that record 
for who knows how long. He doesn't focus on the NBA championship. He focuses on no turnovers. He focuses on how many times he gets to the line. He focuses on how many clean attempts he gets at the three-point line. He focuses on these things, and the championship just takes care of itself. That's what we got to focus on, and it's hard. It's not easy. The difference between the good and the great is the great keep doing it even though they don't want to do it. They still do it, and that's the difference. We have to know that even the great people have days when they're like, I don't want to do this today, but they still do it. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesale, and fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com. Go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure. Or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. I love that, man. And so there's there's a, a deeper level of conversation I want to have here, but in the in the interest of keeping some of the audience still engaged that still want to hear a little bit about the deal thing, I can't have the wholesaling guy on this and not ask him about your opinion on what is the key to success for wholesaling. And then I yeah. want to go in a completely different direction. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say there's two, there's two big things that stand out. It's being able to consistently have marketing going. And so if you're like, man, I have a shoestring budget. Great. Then you better get in your car and you better go for two hours a day and drive for dollars and go look for boarded up homes, homes that are mismanaged, long grass or whatever it is, garage that are dilapidated, windows that are now broken, roofs that are peeled off. If that's your budget, great, go do it. But you better donate two hours a day minimum to go drive through, through neighborhoods, right? I love this quote, cut your excuses in half and triple down on your action. Cut your excuses in half, triple down on your action. You have to take action and imperfect action. Over here, it says massive imperfect action. On this side, strive for progress, not perfection. I don't want perfect plans. Perfect planners sit at home building perfect plans. Imperfect action takers go out there and just take action, although imperfect. They're miles ahead of the person sitting at home building a perfect plan, taking no action at all. Don't build perfect plans. This is the wrong career for building perfect plans. Go out there and fail your way forward. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to sound bad when you talk to a seller. You're going to tag the wrong home and it's actually a nice home. And you call them like, do you realize I just built last week and you called the wrong person? Awesome. Thank you. Do you know anyone that uh, wants to sell before I hang up? Just have fun with it. You're going to make mistakes. It's okay. That's what gets you going. So the two things I'd say, the two things that really, and I'd say even just wholesaling in general, I can now tell you because with Joe Homebuyer, we have 75 plus franchisees. Many of these individuals were just like a brand new student at Wholesaling Inc. They're very much the exact same. They're coming from another industry, but they want to plug into a process and a system that's like plug in and get the business going. Well, these two things are it. Marketing, you have to have consistent marketing. If you do not have consistent marketing, you will not have people to talk to. The next one is managing leads well. This is very much a marketing and a sales business. That's that's 90% of what you're doing is consistent messaging to all those that are looking to sell their home and managing those leads very, very well. Now, does that mean you have to have a $10,000 budget? No, it just means you got to have enough leads to talk to. So if you have 25 hot leads, great. You manage those leads better than anyone else. 
If you have a bigger budget, spend 10 grand, spend it on direct mail, PPC, but you have to not just spend the marketing. You better manage those leads. Well, I have people that I know of that spend the money and then they're like three days before they contact the lead. And I'm like, not at my business, like our team within 30 seconds, they're already on the phone talking to the person that just filled out the web form. Sometimes they're like, wait a second. I just barely filled that out. Like I'm on the last page. How are you already calling me? They're that quick. That's what it takes to do deals. You got to have consistent marketing and you got to manage leads. Well, you do those two things. That's 90% of the game right there. I love that, man. And it is the perfect transition into the next thing I was. So this is such a great thing. I was telling you, I wanted to talk about self-sabotage because I think, and shout out to Tom Kroll. Tom Kroll and Mark Evans were actually, Tom Kroll personally called me and gave me like a really come to Jesus moment and made me hire an assistant, which I thought was awesome. But kind of two-part question here. I'll, I'm going to back this up because I think there's someone else here first. But when we talked about you managing the leads, self-sabotage, I think is such an important thing because I don't think enough people talk about the fear of success. I think they talk about the fear of failing and you do all these things and you go, screw everybody, I'm going to succeed. And then you get to this point and then you still kind of pull back. And I think that's a great example that I have definitely been guilty of. And I see a lot more Well, you'll get the leads, you'll spend the money, you'll have the talks or train the people. And then the phone ring will ring and the lead will come in. And then you won't call it for three or four or five days. And it, and it's like, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You have the time to do it. Why are you not? And I think that that comes to something more internal. Like, why are you not picking it up? What are you scared of? You're right there. That money, that success, everything you're worried about, like everything to prove everybody along is right there on the other, at the end of that call. And you're not calling them like, why? And I think figuring out like, what are people scared of? Are you like, what are like, I, I just, I don't know. You know, I don't know. That's, and that's kind of where I wanted to talk to you about what is it about self-sabotage? Because people get so far in the journey and then they stop right at the end when everything was going right for them and they find a way to make it wrong. Yeah. Life gives us so many clues. Life leaves like the success crumbs. They're everywhere. If you'll in, in every side of how we live our life. Let me give you an example for being a dad. For all of our moms and dads out there that have kids, you have the greatest example sitting right in front of you on how to run your business. Real estate is the most forgiving industry that I've ever been a part of. I'm not saying it's the most forgiving industry in all of industries. The biggest, it is the most forgiving industry. You can do things wrong a hundred different ways and you can still get the contract. Like that's the most beautiful thing that everyone should hear right now is, you're going to mess up a hundred different ways. And yet someone's going to say, I like that. Let's do that. Let's put an agreement together today. Parenting. How many times have you just messed up doing the parenting? You're like, man, I shouldn't have yelled. That was just not that. That wasn't, that wasn't called for. And that four-year-old, that five-year-old, that six-year-old, 20 seconds later says, I love you, dad. They're the most forgiving individuals on this planet are our children. They forgive like that. They forgive, they forget. It's like that. And they love you again. That's real estate. We have so many great examples in our lives that show us another one, getting on a bike when we we're three, four years old, whatever age it was for you, three, four years old, you get on a bike. There's this fear that holds you back saying, but what if, and there's all these what ifs. We write these what if stories all the time. I'd be willing to say my own stat. I don't know what Google's going to tell you. I'd be willing to say that 90 to 95% of the what ifs that you tell yourself actually will never come true. They're just what ifs that hold you back. What if we get on a bike and we fall? Okay, what if? Let's walk through that. What if you fall? What's going to happen? Well, I might, I might like skin my knee and I might break my wrist. Hmm, okay, 
Well, what do you think would help? Well, dad, can you hold me a little bit like longer on my shoulders and make sure that I don't fall? Absolutely. Let's go do it. Right. The only way we beat fear is our proximity to it. We have to face it. Like at the end of the day, the three-year-old doesn't learn to ride the bike unless he jumps on the bike. We don't learn to get the deal until we just go out an appointment and go try and get a deal. We have to beat fear with our proximity to it. We have to just hug it. We have to love it. We have to embrace it. And you have to realize you're going to get a hundred things wrong, but guess what? Real estate's forgiving. It's still going to give you contracts. If you just act in perfectly, that's the beauty behind this. That's awesome, man. And now partly what I started to say about the Tom Kroll thing, he called me, had a really good conversation with me and was like, you know what? I am going to hire an assistant. And cause he was like, man, what would you do with 40 hours a week back? And I was like, man, what would I do? And I was like, well, is that worth it? And I was like, oh my God, like, how did I never think about it? You went through this whole thing. And he was like, it was funny. Cause he was like, I give you permission, Nick. And he, you know, he was like getting all the things. He's the like, best right, cool, cheerleader cool, cool, cool. out there. I'm telling you, yeah, students <laughs> won at such a high rate. Cause Tom was there. People change when they feel good. Tom knows how to make people feel good. That's something I got to learn firsthand from Tom. You help people feel good, people change. When people feel shame, they don't change. They'll never change. So how do we help people change? We just help them be good. It doesn't have to be even the exact principles how to do a deal. You just tell people that how to, you just train people on how to feel good. Like you say the right things to just get them like, oh man, yeah, I am cool. Man, that is awesome. <laughs> yes, I can do this. All of a sudden they jump out the door and they go imperfectly, go get a contract. Why? Because they felt good. They felt good when they got off that coach call with me and Tom. So that's our, that's your goal. If you're not feeling good about real estate, What's the circle you're hanging yourself out with? Who are you around? If you're if you're not hanging out with people that are five years ahead of you and somehow trying to get in that circle, and that may cost you some money, but at the end of the day, those individuals are going to say things that are going to inspire you to make you feel good to just get up off your chair. If you're trying to do this through YouTube University, or you're trying to do this through a distance, or I'm just going to learn on my own, it can, it can happen. It can work. But man, that circle makes it so much easier. You find people that are five years ahead of you. And I promise you're going to take a ton of mistakes off your hand that you'll never have to face. You're going to get a ton of inspiration to just take imperfect action. Like they'll give you all the courage to just move forward, even though you don't know what you're doing. It all happens to be control your environment, control your environment. And that controls the whole game. Who are you surrounding yourself with so that I can just simply get a deal as fast as possible? Because that is the secret to wholesaling. Inc. That was a secret for Joe Homebuyer. Get a deal as quick as possible so it turns from faith to fact. You no longer have to think, will it work for me? I hope it works for me. Once they do their deal, they're like, oh, it worked for me. And now it's just confidence going forward. Once we go from that, from faith to confidence, game over. Now they're like, I'll spend 10 grand next month. Let's go. I love that, man. And so you also mentioned hiring and you can't be a C-level level leader and expect A-level talent. And what Tom Kroll did was he got me to hire somebody and I was all excited about it. And then two months later, I had to fire that person because it was my fault because I assumed like, well, I hire them. Now I'm just going to sit back and watch 40 hours a week appear and all that. And then I realized I never trained that person to be like me. So that person might've been a really smart, really efficient executive. But if I was going to replace myself, I was going to have to, it's, you need effort to become effortless. And I, I didn't realize I was going to have to put that in. I thought I was going to push a button. So being <laughs> now that you've gone through that hiring process, and like you said, they might think, well, you're coding half on, you don't have to hire any, anybody more. Everything's perfect. And you were saying to this day, you're still a student in the game. You're still hiring. So building up that team and doing that, talk about some of your, your experience of like, what makes yeah. a good hire? How do you get people on there that, you know, we're going to be a players because rock stars, not rock stars, but you got to keep them in the band. 
That's right. And that that's a great, great, great point. Uh, great, great quote, whatever that was. Rockstar, you, you got to give me the Pull band. that out of nowhere. So that's Let's go. You, you might want to write that down and coin that one. That was actually really good. Rewind, guys, and uh, either copyright that before Nick gets to it. But that was that was special right there. Um, the biggest thing is our focus on what we try to weigh in is the most important when it comes to a hire. And it used to be at the beginning stages. It's like, I just want a guy that's like a, a like the golden tongue that can go out there and just close people. I need someone that's like the top of their game. They're the, they're the number one closer. That These are the words that you hear still today in any circle. It's, oh yeah, you just got to have a closer. You don't have a closer. And what I've learned, which is the mistake, is we hire off of the actions that people are willing to take to become a closer. Well, what if that closer is actually shady? What if that closer is actually a liar? What if that closer is actually a cheater? What if that closer actually steals money from the company? So I don't put my weight in if they're a closer. That is 40% of it between like their behaviors and their, their closability, the way they'll work in the business. That's 40%. 60% is culture. But most people don't have a culture. They don't even know why they're winning. So I would say for everyone that's like, I'm at a point where I want to hire, then I would say, okay, that means you're winning because you wouldn't do it if you weren't winning. You wouldn't hire people if you're losing because you wouldn't have the money to hire people. So you must be winning at some degree. I want you to take the next hour after this podcast and I want you to get out a notepad and I want you to write down why you win and come up with a value system. For us, humble, hunger, heart for others, honest, all of these things are most important to us. So we have four H's here. And those are the things that me and my business partner, Mark, were like, this is why we win at such a high level because we're humble. We're, we're coachable. We're always going to maintain that white belt mentality. We're honest individuals. We're never going to do a contract that breaks honesty. We have a heart for others. We put people first before our own pockets. We make sure they're taken care of. And if they are, awesome. Watch what happens with our business. And then that hunger, that continual effort to always get up and do what you need to do, the activities, the metrics, the KPIs that have to be hit so that simply when you do that, the deals take care of themselves. If our hires do not fit that culture, they can't even come in no matter how good of a closer they are because that's 60% of the weight of 100%. That's 60% of it is that culture. They have to fit the value system. If they don't fit the values, you don't even get a shot here no matter how good you are at closing. Man, that, that, that's huge right there. So I like talking about core values and I, and I like looking at that because selfishly, I would love to hear your opinion on when you're hiring somebody. So I'm in the process of hiring a new closer because again, it's it's the evolving process. If they're good, sometimes they're going to leave. And if they're bad, you're going to have to make them leave. But either way, like there is a revolving door to a point. I think that most people see at some time. I get a lot of people that write to me and they go, hey, I want to come in and I want to kill for your company. And then I look at their resume and they are part of three or four other Maybe even some of my buddies' companies. Like, it'd be like, hey, Adam, brother, this person I think works for you and they're applying for my company. You know what I mean? So, but so what's your thought process on when people come in and they're like good closers, but they're already working in the same industry for another investor or two or three others for the last five or six years? Do you look for somebody that has that industry experience or do you look for maybe somebody that has a lot of those key core values and you don't want them to maybe necessarily have already worked as a real estate acquisitions person? Yeah, I'm okay with no industry uh, experience. What I'm more interested in is knowing are those core values. So if I said, hey, Nick, tell me a little bit about yourself. Why are, why, what makes you tick? In an interview process, when we say questions like that, we're breeding them to pound their chest and say, oh, this is what I'm good at. I'm good at this, 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 this. And then they, you're like, man, that sounds awesome. Let's hire this individual. And then the day one, you're like, 
wait a second. <laughs> no, we're close to who that interviewer was. Like you said, you do this and you came in, you haven't called one person. You're afraid to pick up the phone. Like you lied, right? Because people naturally, when we ask the wrong question, so it starts by asking the right question. So if Nick came in, I'd say, Hey, Nick, tell me this like attracts like, okay. So I'm not going to say this, but I'm going to, here's how I just do it in an interview. Nick, um, tell me, tell me three names of people that inspire you, motivate you, and uh, just make you want to be better. You're going to tell me, uh, my dad, my mom, and uh, uh, a guy that's a mentor of mine. Okay. You're just going to say three names. Awesome. Tell me three characteristics about your mom that inspire you, motivate you to become better. Man, my mom is just humble. She's like the most teachable individual. Now, know where I'm going here, right? These are my values. This is what I'm listening for. Like attracts like. Nick is going to mention people, and it's because Nick either already has those same values of the same people that he's talking about, or he's aspiring to be just like his mom, who is humble and teachable. In either case, I'm totally fine. All right, so tell me about your dad. Well, my dad, my dad is one of the most hungry individuals, meaning he will always fight for his family. He's the one that when his back's against the wall, look out, my dad will accomplish whatever he needs to accomplish. Hmm, that fits my value of hunger. That's awesome. Tell me about this mentor of yours. Well, this mentor, he just has the biggest heart for others, man. He just sits there and helps people regardless. He's in this contribution stage and I just admire that about him. Awesome. Look at my values, humble heart for others and honesty and hunger. Awesome. Nick is either that already because he just mentioned the people that inspire him or motivate him and they have those same characteristics or Nick's inspired enough to be just like those people that are in his life. Welcome aboard, Nick. That's awesome. So that's how I interview to make sure it's not this and that it really is something that is that is real. Um, does it mean you're going to have 100%? No. Um, am I okay with people that are out of the industry? Absolutely. They're the most moldable because they don't know anything but what you tell them to do. Um, so I actually prefer that. Um, and then the other part of that question was, um, um, I think you said experience and I just broke that down. Maybe I hit them all. Yeah, you did. No, you, you knocked it out of the park, man. That was awesome. I, I really like all that different stuff. And one of the things that you got the wheels turning with that is sometimes I, I found myself, if I looked at the notes on my phone, have probably a bunch of core values split over three years of like, Oh, I got to remember, let me start a new note. I'm going to put these all together. And I think sometimes I try and sit down and say like, really, what are my core values? And what you just did was come up with a very good way that it answered the question for that's a good thing to ask other people. But if you're somebody like me listening and saying, I'm not even sure what my core values are. I like, cause I immediately thought of three people that I really like, love, know, and respect. And I immediately thought of some of the characteristics in them that make me, look up to them so much. And I was like, Oh, those are my core. Like that was a really aha moment for me. I was like, that was really cool, man. So yeah. double soda coin there that really just either way you answered the question and knocked it out of the park, dude. So that was great. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, the other way is look at your highs, like your peaks and your valleys, your highs and your lows. That's another place to look for your values. So uh, maybe a low Tony Robbins. Let's use an example that most people know who Tony Robbins is. He was beat by his mom. Would you call that a peak or a valley? That's definitely a valley. He was beat by his mom. I mean, not we're talking spanking. We're talking beat with like a pole. So here he was beat. Here he is in the valley of his life. But in that valley of his life, he learned who he didn't want to be. He learned that he wanted to have nothing but love for individuals he connected with. So core value was learned in a valley of his, of his life. He learned a core value of love. Now on a peak, for example, um, I served a two-year religious mission. 
And I learned how to serve people at 19 years old for two years to just go and love. I was, I, I was out on Honduras. I was in this third world country. It was absolutely like insane and awesome. And it was amazing. It was like this, it was this peak in my life. And I learned how to have a heart for others. That's why I found that heart for others was so big and why it stood out so much of why I win. And I learned that in the peak of my life. I learned that in a peak moment. That mission meant everything to me. Who I am today is a result of what I did and how I served two years in Honduras, this beautiful people of Honduras. So I had this heart for others. So it's okay to look at either who inspires you or map out from ages five to 25, your peaks and your valleys, and you'll find values in those peaks and valleys. That's really cool, man. And uh, another thing I think is very inspirational about you when we talk about peaks and valleys, partnerships have peaks and valleys, man. Like there's, I tell people through, through real estate, through entrepreneurship, I've met some of the best people in my life and I've met some of the worst people in my life from that same, same, you know, so it's an interesting thing, but there's people that when stuff gets tough, when the chips are down, there's disagreements for many reasons I've learned over the years that are probably a lot of my fault as well with lack of communication and stuff. But I love how when I hear Tom Kroll talking, he's talking about how awesome Cody is. When Cody's talking, he's talking about how awesome Tom is and, and building a business for people who don't know. It's definitely not all rainbows and sunshine. And there's a lot of different things. And those tough times when you're working close with somebody, especially somebody who's a friend, like marriages even make it half of the time. And those people are spending half the time apart. And now you're talking about like trying to make like full your full time. Like it's crazy. So how have you made it work that you guys are still friends and get along and do things and you'd be able to accomplish so much, like some keys to having a successful partnership with friends, I think is an important topic because you don't, I don't care. You can make as much money as you want. You can't make a new best friend. You can't make a new Cody. You can't make a new Tom. So how do you find that happy medium and savor those relationships? Man, that's a great question. That's, that is impactful. Like that's a, that's packed with a lot of stuff that I'm going to try and unpack. I don't think it was like this, oh man, I knew exactly what I wanted. So there's first and foremost, like, it's not like I've got into it and say, and then he, I'm like, well, yeah, I knew I was going to be successful. I, I knew from day one who my business partner is going to be. Um, sometimes you call that fate or luck or whatever uh, those things are. And I would say you have to stay your lane. There's going to be visionaries. There's going to be integrators. There's going to be the ones that like, hey, I know the nuts and bolts and I'm going to manage the team to, to do it all. And then there's going to be me that's like, I don't see the nuts and bolts on how to do it, but I definitely have the ideas. Like they're firing in my brain left and right. It's like, okay, here's another way to add X revenue this year. Here's another way we can do this that will sharpen up this. And then you have the individual that can see like the nuts and bolts. Like, oh, I love that idea. Let me run with it. Let's get the team in place. Boom, accomplished, it grows. How that looks now in reality is there's times where I'm out of the office as the visionary that if we get caught up in the in the weaker mindset, oh, I'm here until five o'clock and you left it too. That's gonna lead to a lot of problems. So there's a book out there called Crucial Conversations. It's the clearer you are with your conversations and what's expected of you. And as long as you fulfill those expectations, like I'm not paid to put a team in place and my business partner knows that, nor is he paid to have to, go think of the ideas that make the business keep growing to the next level. And we both understand that. And as long as you have that understanding, when I leave it too, it's not because my day's over and it's not like every day I leave it too. But if I leave it too, it's not because I'm like, oh, sounds good. Sounds like the nut and bolt <laughs> team has to get their stuff done. I've done my stuff. No, it's because 
rarely do my best ideas happen within the walls of my office. They happen outside. They happen when I'm on a walk in nature. They're out there when I'm at peace. There's a book out there by Ryan Holiday called Stillness is the Key. Too many people don't take time to be still. Most of man's misery comes from their inability from sitting alone. Most people can't sit alone. A visionary needs to sit alone. That's when their brain starts. You would never go to the gym and work out your arm. And then tomorrow it's like, I'm gonna go spend eight more hours and work out my arm. And the next day I'm gonna work out for my arms again for the next eight hours. You can't do that. It's not even healthy. You need the rest, right? You go work it out, break down the fibers. The next couple of days is when it recovers and actually gets bigger from rest. How many times as entrepreneurs do we go work theoretically our brains. We're at the office. We're at the office. I'm like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. is okay. That's what that's what entrepreneurs do. And the next day, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. That's what entrepreneurs do. We just burn. We just grind. And we're in the hustle season. And they just keep doing that, but they don't have this rest recovery. Well, the brain is much like the arm fibers and every muscle fiber in your body. If you break it down, you got to have rest refuel. You have to have recovery. So that walk is when my brain gets into that rest recovery mode. And then all of a sudden the brain just starts flowing. It goes into flow state. And I start to get these ideas and I jot them down while I'm on my walk. And then I bring them back to integrator, my business partner. He says, I like that one. This one we're going to shelf for a little bit. That's a little <laughs> bit out there. This one I love. We can put this one to play right now. And it's understanding each other's roles. And there's no balance in time. It's not a check mark. Oh, Mark, I work this many hours. So you got to work this many hours. No, we understand each other's roles and we know where our strengths are. And we know what needs to do for the greater good for our business. And we just stay our lane. That's awesome stuff, man. And you, you brought up a, a point that I think is funny. One of my buddies, Ruben Rivera, he's a, a black belt under the Scotty Bravo. And we were taking a, a, a lesson one time and I called him in and he showed up with his new baby and his wife. And basically they watched him beat me up all morning. But it was funny because I watched the baby like every couple of weeks evolve. And I was like, man, the kid's so cute. How's she doing? And he's like, it's fascinating. She reminds me of an iPhone. He goes, when you shut your iPhone off, sometimes it needs to be shut down so it can update and have these new features. He goes, and the kid goes to sleep, and then she wakes up in the next day, and it's like she got an iPhone update, and now she can wave, now she can laugh, now she can crawl. He's like, so, but it, it reminded me of exactly what you just said, of sometimes it's like, go, 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 I have to get this idea, I have to get this idea, I have to get this idea. And what I realized was my iPhone reset, my silent time is jujitsu because as much as I go, I'm too busy, I can't go, if I go there... As much as stuff's on my brain and I'm trying to figure out a problem, within a minute, you're going, even if I wanted to think about this, I can't. I'm forced to be in the moment because every 30 seconds matter. Am I getting choked? Am I getting this? Am I getting that? And magically, your brain shuts down. And then on the way home, you all of a sudden go, oh, my God, the problem was right in front of me. How did I not see that? So I think whether it's surfing or reading or kayaking or jujitsu or whatever it is, not enough people have that reset because they feel like it's counterintuitive as us to not hustle. So what's your thing, man? Like what, what's your reset? What's your Zen place? Where, like, where's your place to go get those stillness and those ideas? What inspires you? So that is, that's a morning routine. So it starts in the morning. I need my mornings. Uh, I start off now. It used to be midday. I do the workout. Now I do a, a early morning. So my workout starts at five and it goes to about six 30 and it's, it's organized. So um, forced optimization is a principle that Robin Sharma teaches. And what it is, is you want to get fit, go swipe a credit card for six months for a personal uh, trainer and watch what happens. You're going to get fit. Why? Because you just forced optimization. You just committed with skin in the game. You swipe the card for six months, even though you don't even know anything about it other than now I'm committed. 
four times a week. I got a personal trainer that's kicking my tail right now. And I did forced optimization. I did it for six months. So that's my morning. And then after that, I come home and I have my spiritual study. I have my personal development. I don't do any business at all during this time. This is just, this is me time. How do I work on me? How do I work on this balance between spirit and body, like personal development to become someone better, become world-class leader, as well as the spiritual side, get that connection, right? To each their own, whether it's universe for me, it's connecting to God. I need that time before family starts so that I can come with my A game, with my family, first and foremost, they're more important than business. Um, I have seen too many times in my life that no success can replace or or compensate for failure in the home. And how many times we hear business people that are just so focused on business and their family's failing, their family's falling apart. I won't have that. And I believe when you put family first and you take care of home base, again, going back to whatever that connection is, God takes care of the Hoffines when I take care of home base. God takes care of everything else and puts the details in place for me to make sure that the opportunities are, are uh, seen and I'm able to capitalize on those, op uh, those opportunities. So that's, that's one thing I, I make sure families first and then work. And then I get to work, I give my thing. And then as soon as work's over, I don't find ways to prolong work. I find ways to be productive, to cut work down as fast as possible. So I can get back home to that beautiful family that needs me. Cause when I take care of home base, the details kind of work themselves out with the business. I think that that's excellent advice, man. And I'll probably answer the last question. I know we're getting a little tight on time, but you keep talking about family. And obviously I met you at Family Mastermind with, you know, shout out to Matt Andrews. Just one of the nicest guys ever, man. Such a Great. good dude. But one of the best connectors in the world. Yeah. And he he really passes that down. And uh, so I, I I took my buddy Adam Whitney with me and he was kind of chewing into uh, Tim Harriage. And I remember him asking, he's like, Tim, yeah. like, what do you get out of something like this? And I think that's an excellent question because you would think that somebody on the level of even the lowest level player in family mastermind would be like, well, why would you need any more help? So it always amazes me what people take away from there. Cause like you say, white belt mentality, I'm a jiu-jitsu black belt. I train with the literally the best people in the world. And every time I go somewhere new, I seek out the best black belt in the area. And I say, I'll pay whatever you want to meet me at five o'clock to find something that I could be doing better. Like that. So I'm always going to do that. And I apply that to business and to everything I do. But for somebody like you, man, like what, what do you take away from going and spending three days at Family Mastermind with a bunch of people, whatever type of group you're in, what are the takeaways for somebody on your level of being part of those groups? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I believe the answers are all around us. And it's if we can't hear them or see them, it's because we actually don't know the question. And so I go to the Family Mastermind or different high level rooms with a specific need, a specific question. How do I build X? How do I do X? What's my next business opportunity? What's a conversation where I can tie my uh, franchise business into this? How can I find, uh, so these are just questions and I wouldn't go with all of these. I'd have, cause at that level, at the beginning stages, I feel like you go to the, it's like going to a buffet and you're like, well, it's 30 bucks and I'm gonna do whatever I can to get my 30 bucks worth. And you're eating everything and you leave there <laughs> feeling just absolutely awful. And once you're at the level where you're, you get past that. And it's like, I'm, I'm in this room, expensive room with high caliber individuals, but yet all I need is one thing to make this trip worth it. One thing. And so you just have to have that one question. What is an affiliate in this room that would align with Joe Homebuyer to make our brand that much more powerful? And that's all I'm looking for when I'm there. So now there's all these things going on, all this talk going on. 
but now I'm just looking for one thing, one thing to find this a success. And now I go and meet all the affiliates. I go to Matt. Hey, Matt, who are the people that would be a great business, like third party that I can refer business to that's going to make us a powerhouse? And he's like, you got to talk to him, him, her, her, him, her, him, her while you're here. Boom. Now I just say, okay, that's it. Hey, Matt told me I need to, to talk to you. What is it that you do? Oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm Cody with Joe Homebuyer and I'm trying to figure out affiliates that are going to work out awesome for my brand. And then I just start making my rounds. And then I leave there completely fulfilled and getting a ton of value from one room because I came in with one question. Dude, that buffet analogy was the best analogy <laughs> I have heard, especially me being a little fat guy. I love food stuff like that. But you're right. It's like, yeah, that, that was really good, man. I love that. And I'll tell you, I go in there and I take different things away and there's people I watch and sometimes I'll watch somebody and I'll leave there and say, you know what? I want to be as successful as Ryan Weimer. I want to be as this person, that person. And uh, I'll tell you, I left there saying like, I want to inspire people and I want to be like a steward of just a quality of life like you. Like I left there oh, saying like, kind. that's that's a guy that inspired me to want to go out there and be a better person and help more people. So freaking awesome, man. I, I love that. And Thank talking you, about you helping more people, sir, talk about uh, the REFF, the deal closing mastery system. What's going on with you, man? What are you doing right now to help people kind of get in the game, stay in the game or accelerate to the next level? Yeah, we tried for a minute. We tried for a minute. And this is, this is what's good about entrepreneurship. Not everything's a, a win. Uh, we tried for a minute. Okay. How do we still feed like beginners that have no money and then ultimately, hopefully grow them on this pattern. We're like, okay, now I want to be part of the franchise. I want to buy my own territory of Joe Homebuyer. So we had Ref and this deal closing mastery that was kind of like for beginners that had no money, but help them go get their first deal. Now, did it work? Yes. But it took the focus off what mattered most. And that was take care of these people that already had bought franchises and help them win at the highest level possible. So we actually shut that portion down. And we kept our focus. It helped us. So you don't know what you don't know until you do it, right? And so when people go out there and like, I need, I need to find the perfect plan before I do it. I don't. I'm just like, no, this sounds like a great idea. And then I start doing it. And then pretty soon I'm like, I can't do it anymore. Like this is this isn't this isn't working. It's not fulfilling what I actually need to do. And so by making the mistake, it gives you better clarity on what the focus really needs to be. So again, I'm grateful for those trials and challenges where most people say, oh, I'm just not cut out for this. I'm not made for this. Ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't be an investor. I'm the one that's like, no, no, no. What do I need to learn from this so that I just become better? It's in our weak, it's in our failures, our, our valleys for say, it's in our failures that our weaknesses are brought from like our subconscious to our conscious. So when people are like, I want to get stronger, well, then you must fail. You have to, you can't find your weaknesses when you're winning. Winning's winning. That's what they say is the most dangerous place in the world to be is winning all the time because you end up going back to that comfort level that you talked about earlier, Nick, when you said we fall back to our baseline, right? It's like, oh man, now that I got deals in place, I'm just going to go take a month off and go on vacation. Okay, get ready for what happens when you come back. Like it's, it's <laughs> you got to have this balance and you got to learn through those challenges. That's when your weaknesses come up and that's where you say, okay. I'm grateful for this moment because that weak thing is now going to be made strong. And I'm grateful for those, those valleys. Fantastic, man. So what do you got that you're working on today? What would you like to to talk about? How can people reach out to you? Talk all things going on with you, with your home buyer. Yeah. Ours is if I'm, if I'm focusing on Joe, for example, the biggest thing is 
How do I get individuals that are already doing the business? And maybe they're in their way, right? We know this. We see this in, in so many times where like you get success. Like people are like at a quarter million in revenue and yet they feel like, oh man, I feel like I'm not winning enough. Sometimes that's out of comparison. Comparison is the thief of all joy. That's one of the best quotes I've heard about comparison. And it can rob you of that joy. And then all of a sudden you feel like you're stuck. And then there's people that's like, they just aren't in the right rooms. They're not hanging out with the right people. And so they're the biggest enemy to their business because they just won't get out of the way, right? You're talking about hiring uh, an assistant. And it's like, I was in my way this long. Now that I have an assistant, man, this is heaven. I'm able to do this, this, this. I have more time with my family. Why did I not do this two years ago, three years ago? And you start to think, sometimes we're our worst enemies. We're the ones that are in our way. So Joe Homebuyer, I'm looking for those individuals specifically that have a quarter million dollar business that's like, but I want to go to a million. I want to take my business somewhere. But right now, I don't even know how to do that. I'm in my way. I don't know how the, I don't have the right process. I don't have the right system. I don't dare to scale. I don't dare to hire my assistant. These are a great fit for Joe Homebuyer because they're the ones that we can now launch at a faster rate than someone that's saying, hey, I've never done a deal before. Can you help me do my first deal? We can, but that's going to be a slower journey than that person that's already at a quarter million. We're ready to take those guys and we have everything built in place to win at a high level. Um, I, I thought I'd mention this. Uh, a big name out there in the YouTube world is Jerry Norton with Flipping Mastery. Jerry Norton just bought 10 franchise territories from Joe Homebuyer. And he partnered with 10 of his successful students that are doing quarter million so that he can blow them up to a million. Jerry Norton's going to be a big name out there for Joe Homebuyer. But he did it because he's like, I want to leverage the system. I don't have the time to help all 10 of these students but I do now because Joe's going to take it on to train these individuals to do the right things. And he partnered with 10. He wants 40 more before the end of next year. This one relationship, we're one relationship away. We're one conversation away. We're one idea away. We're one room away from our next big idea, from our next big blow up in our business that takes us to our next level. And uh, this is one example. When Jerry bought 10 locations, I was like, you're one you're one connection away for your business to say, let's go to the next level. I think that's incredible, man. You definitely piqued my interest. Now I want to hear more about it. So for somebody <laughs> like me listening now that's going, well, I'm definitely interested in doing that. How do they find more information about your home buyer? What's the best ways to connect with you? Social media, websites, talk all ways to connect. Yeah, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, just Cody Hoffine. Look for the one with the blue check. Don't go yeah. to the other ones because there's about 50 of them out there that have hacked my name. And I don't know for what purpose other than they want them to do Bitcoin. And I don't even know what Bitcoin is. Uh, so Instagram with the blue check, Cody Hoffine. Uh, Facebook, I'm not, I mean, you'll see posts, don't get me wrong, but I'm not active on it. So I don't even respond to messenger because I, I, I have to stay like minimized on stuff. Um, so Instagram's an easy way. If they want to learn more about Joe Homebuyer, go to joehomebuyerfranchising.com, joehomebuyerfranchising.com. And they can learn more and they can book a call with our team to just see, Hey, what is this about? There's no sales pitch with, with being a, a franchise. You can't even sell on the spot. It is a FDD guided process that takes a, a little bit of time anyways. But if you want to learn more, head there and you can book a call with our team and they'll kind of lead and guide you and walk beside you and, and uh, teach you more about what's going on. That's awesome. And for anybody listening, obviously, I'll have all the links in the show notes for all the ways to connect with you, connect with your home buyer, all that different stuff for sure. You, sir, bring your A-game to everything you do in life. This interview has been no different. You've definitely brought your A-game to this interview. I really thank you for your time. Any final thoughts before I let you go about your day? Uh, again, Justin, it's, it's an absolute honor to be here and maybe end where we started with one simple quote. 
That is cut your excuses in half and triple down on your action. And that my friend is how you get uh, the taste of success in real estate. Wise words. So you've inspired me for a very long time online and in person, man. And this has been really awesome for me to be able to connect with you. I can't thank you enough. I look forward to hopefully seeing you at the next family mastermind. If there's anything I can do to help you, please let me know. In the meantime, you have a fantastic day, sir. Thank you so much. Uh -huh. Uh -huh.